Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello over there. Hey, welcome to your week. Yeah, welcome. God, it's pretty easy just to get amongst this, isn't it? Just click one button, subscribe, and then bam, we're there. Hope you enjoyed the International Women's Day uh, stuff that we did last week. The Pod Channel is basically the place that the Thinker Girls, i.e. us, hang every week where we talk about our lives, your lives, and our guest lives. Yeah, it's very easy to get involved. You can click subscribe on iTunes, you can download uh, on Spotify, or you can stream at thethinkergirls.com.au, just whatever tickles your pants. Yes, and as usual, if you're liking it, we'd love you to subscribe or give us a bit of a review that always helps us find as many listeners as possible. For sure. Um, Coming up this week, we are going to be joined by Sophie Keisha, but you might know her more commonly as the young mum. Well, she's down in Oshin Gunsberg, which she talks about this on the, yes. on the episode. Well, the name changed, you know, you know, like shedding something. It's like, is the Jewish people go into a bath and <laughs> when they, is there a certain, oh God, I'm getting in trouble here. Is there a certain um, ritual where you go, I think it's where you go into a bath. Sorry, a pool, <laughs> and you walk around it to be bathed, and then you come out. I don't know if it's before getting married or bar mitzvah, or I'm not sure what it is. I think it might be before a bar mitzvah. I'm not I was sure. shaking my head, going, "Well, Charlotte on Sex and the City know. did it, so that must mean it happened, right?" <laughs> well, that and Sophie actually shares a fair bit about her relationship with her mum. So I reckon a lot of people are interested in the way that she mothers and she's very real and authentic and that's mm-hmm. why people are obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. But that's actually what I want to share on the podcast today, how I've been able to help change my relationship with my mum that hasn't always been the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to chat about today, friend? I want to get into a topic that I think a lot of us feel uncomfortable by, that feels a little bit beige, that we avoid uh, dramatically to the point where, good Lord, you can say, I'm going to have a conversation about this topic and then a year later you still haven't had it mm. and that is money. Oh, God, I've just got to go to the loo. I'll pop yeah, out and exactly. be back. Never. I'll kick, I'll kick the show off and I want to talk about not just my own personal money today mm. and, and already I guess the trials and tribulations I've had with that. I have covered it on the radio show, I remember, mm-hmm. doing a financial boot camp of my own. But I want today to talk about how you approach money in a relationship for the first time because mm-hmm. that is where my partner and I have been for the last couple of months. Uh, as you all know, if you listen to the show and if you don't, uh, we have moved things very quickly, Ben and I, and not all of it by choice, I must say. But we have found that we are very, very different people when it comes to approaching this kind of stuff. And in life, really, that I am much more of a risk taker. I'm a, you know, I've had a life of being a freelancer, being a business owner, being Mm. a creative. And he is a creative also, but has always been incredibly conservative with that, which is pretty lucky for him because most creatives have absolutely... 
I don't know, all kinds of different experiences with their, I guess, financial mm. um, financial situation do and th- with jobs and you, the security of them. Do you think that your, as you say, your personality and the way that you um, have a relationship and treat money is usually always in line with your personality, like you just said? Like is he generally a safer person and you're generally more of a risk-taking person? 100%, mm. yeah. It has mm. played out that way but I think – in particular, money is – it's so sensitive to those types of characteristics because of the security element, uh, risk with money. Of course, risk with money is the last risk I would take. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like I'm at the pokey machines or gambling or or kind of thinking, oh, I can take a holiday tomorrow and I'm just going to go get a credit card. So when I say risk, I'd probably be more fluid with it, mm. but I certainly still don't think that I'd be stupid always with it. But I, I think it just does re- represent that you come from different ends of the spectrum. So we have discovered that it's a really nice thing in that we bring different things to the table. I know that since we met – He's certainly loosened up a lot with just enjoying himself. Mm. He's got all of this security around him and has probably put himself through the ringer to enjoy it. And I have found myself being more conservative because I want to be smarter with my money and a little bit more planned. But that hasn't been an as easy as it sounds, Road. Mm. Like personally, no, it doesn't sound easy at all. Oh. I'm sitting here going, oh, this is freaking me out. Because try then, you've already got those two different ways of looking at life and then you they're demonstrated through the way that you approach money. Try then and merge the money so much earlier than what you're prepared to do after obviously having, I guess, an understanding that you're different and kind of going, okay, well, you sit over there, you sit over there, ha, ha, ha. And then bang, you're all of a sudden in a situation where you're putting money together and that is playing out much earlier than I think what we had planned. Okay. And that's where you're, that's where you're at now? Like how long has it been since you guys have put your money together? With, in the process. Okay. In the process of doing it. How much money have you got to put together? Well, what do you mean? It hasn't been months. We've just decided. Oh, just I, recently decided. I thought you said, oh, it's taking a few months to put our cash together. I'm thinking, <laughs> shit, how much bloody well, cash? Well, the man has more, a mortgage. Like, cash he's, well, he's got a lot of things. He's like, <laughs> we were talking, I forget we get married. When you get married, you... You there's possessions that someone has that becomes yours. That's so. That, we're going to do that on another show because that's trippy. That is trippy. But I feel like I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. But even it's if you bizarre. don't technically merge your bank accounts, if you're married and then later get divorced, half of it's yours probably anyway. Well, unless we have a prenup or yeah. something saying, you know, that was his how that was his place before me. But I'm kind of hoping. Oh, I don't really know. Remember back in the day when you spoke about you would always get a prenup before you got married? Yeah, I'm still open to yeah, putting yeah. down some terms. Yeah, I yeah. like I would I don't really care. I'm kind of can go either way. Um I think it's probably at this point I thought it would have been more for me and now I think it's more for him. So if he wants to do that then I can understand because I've certainly been in other positions in my life where things have been much more lucrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they will come again. So I suppose you should be thinking about the future, but um, I digress because at the moment it's the nitty gritties. It's the everyday cash flow. It's the joining of bank accounts. It's who's going to pay for what bill. How do you approach it? Direct debits. It's just even just changing your direct debits from your normal account oh to another account is already 
painful as it is, let alone doing it with someone else that works very differently to you. So do you find you're almost having the same conversation or the same argument just in different ways? A because it bit. all goes back to what you were saying, the, your emotional value that you place on money I feel like and it who comes, you are as people. Yeah, and I feel like it comes to resistance to also I should look at it as I am being smarter with my money and being more conservative to be, I don't know, just setting up for a good future for for the two of us and for a family whereas at the moment when you get into the heat of it I think it's Ben's way Mm. why should I do it Ben's way and that's ridiculous but when you are resisting something and you're starting to learn to trust someone it does you your defenses go up a little bit and with money it brings up a whole lot of emotion where you get very protective of your way even if you know that meeting in the middle for both of you is by far the better option Mm. we're by far complementing each other but you don't think that when you've got a niggle or you've said something and snapped at the other person across the kitchen Mm. you're just thinking he's making me do it his way and he's making he's thinking she's making it do her way it gets really emotional really fast but do you think you're still but you're still on the kind of the same page although Although the nitty gritty is hard of the actual doing of it. You seem to, you both kind of sound like you're working towards a common goal. Of course. And that is that meeting in the middle, because we both have realized that that's a really good thing for us as individuals and as a couple. But I guess it's just daunting to, I don't know, I've put a little bit of pressure on trying to make sure that this is set up really well for our future. All right, babes. I'm like, I'm trying to give input, but I'm definitely not the person to speak to about this. In fact, I feel like you are the person I need to speak to about this. So you should be looking, you know what I mean? Like well, you're looking down. You need to be looking up. Well, I think as well, yeah, if you're looking to me and I've got no one to look to, then we're in serious trouble. Okay. We're not though. Just take a chill pill because I have got just a lady for you to speak to. And that is somebody who knows all about this, an entrepreneur and finance expert, Sarah Regalhooth. Okay, we're going to call her? Yeah, let's give, let's give her a bell. Hi. Hey, Sarah. It's us, how, the Thinker Girls. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Were you expecting us? I think this is fairly planned, right? Oh, I have caller ID, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> How's that for magic, guys? No, but we are very much, well, slash Stacey is very much in need of your help, Sarah, because I'm just... I'm, I am just as useless as ATM, Sarah, but look, I filled you in on what Stacey's issue is because I needed to bring somebody in who knew what the F they were talking about, and that's you, lady. Sarah, please. I want to be able to start this part of my relationship in the healthiest, most, I don't know, fruitful way possible without thinking about it like it's, it's causing any kind of angst. And I suppose there's probably a lot of other couples out there that are heading into this part of their relationship and you think that it's just as simple as going into the bank and joining your bank accounts. But I have found that that's not the case. (laughs) No, I think there's a lot more to it and a lot more to consider. Um, Where do I start? I guess there are a couple of ways you can do it just at the absolute basics. Just you don't have to go all in. So I think you probably do want to, but maybe just for the benefit of other people. Um, I do like a staged approach. So let's say you're starting to move, you're moving in with someone or maybe even you just have joint goals, like you want to go on a vacation together or, I don't know, buy something, a car or could be anything really. Um, 
rather than going all in on all of your money right from the start, doing a bit of a budget around what those joint costs, savings, expenses, whatever it might be, are going to be, and then setting up a joint account and each contributing equally toward those goals or toward those living expenses, that can be one way to start and get a little bit more comfortable with like managing those expenses together. What if I was to tell you like imagine the movies where someone's met and then they got married in Vegas the next day, that is a big one of Ben and I. Like, there has been nothing paced about this. I waited a really long time for him, Sarah. So we um we probably don't fall under that category, but I do appreciate that a lot of people do. No, I think it's worth saying because there's just you know you don't have to go all in right from the start, and that can be a good way to kind of start having conversations about money without going, holy crap, my entire paycheck is in with this other person's. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, more commonly, to be honest, people do go all in the way that you're, the, the way that you are and the way that you're talking mm-hmm. about. So you're not alone. Don't worry. <laughs> I just and like so, to warn people. <laughs> and so what about in my situation, how Ben and I, uh, our approach, not just to money, but to life is quite different. He's much less of a risk taker t- than me, which is why I think we have a real opportunity to get the best out of each other. But at the moment, it's, it's really difficult when it comes to finances because everybody has their set ways. I think getting an idea of what, how you both are, like what's important to you, what are your values and what are you trying to achieve together is really important, like having that aligned vision and understanding of each other. So if you're both trying to achieve the same thing ultimately, it's a lot easier to tolerate those differences in your approach ultimately money is just a facilitator of life right like it doesn't mean anything more or less than that like we all go out in the world every day do what we well, do yeah, and we if get you, I could give you his number for you to call him and let him know that line <laughs> could, uh, would you mind <laughs> um, because I mean I'm so grateful that he's like that don't get me wrong um, because there's so much security that sits around us. But at the same time, it's, it has, I've seen that it, he's relaxed with it since meeting me. I just don't want him to relax as much as me. So he's relaxed and have you, have you taken bits and pieces from him too? Like have Babes, you both... I did not go to the Mardi Gras after party. That's a very big start for me. That's very true, <laughs> that, Sarah. Ticket, that ticket was like $250. I went, no, I don't need to do this right now. Um, in terms of starting a family though, so you spoke about uh, buying a house and, and going on a holiday, those re- have very clear price brackets um, mm-hmm. and we are going to do things in probably a very different order to a lot or maybe not so many. But no, maybe not like so much different. actually. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, baby, baby hopefully will be something that will come along before those things. Mm-hmm. How do you know what that number is? I think it comes down to looking at how you want your life to look. So are you planning on taking time off work? If so, how long? One of you, I mean, because again, like we're younger generation, we're doing things much differently. So, but whoever's planning on taking time off or if both of you are going to go half time or whatever you're going to do, what does that mean for your income? If you're going to take three months off, it's like one way to work it out would be all right. Well, if I'm not going to be earning money for three months, then I need to replace that income. So that would be a great starting point for having some savings um, to cover that cost so that everything else that you're doing, all of your other expenses and savings can carry on. Uh, I guess the quick last question for me, and I think for a lot of us going into this is, how do you not lose your independence? I think, you know, for us, it is a different situation. Uh, my, My salary and my income is really sporadic and 
comes in big chunks and then doesn't come for a little bit. So we really do have to have a great plan that works for us together. This is the most important thing. Like I really believe that keeping your independence in a relationship, like money is a big representation of that for a lot of us. Um, Having been through all of this myself and, you know, in the process of getting divorced and I'm at the other end of having all my money in with someone and, you know, having to kind of rewind that. Um, Keeping your independence is super important and one way that you can do it that's pretty easy is agree on an amount. So put all your money in together, that's fine. So you've got like a cash hub or whatever where all your income goes in and you pay your bills and your rent and your mortgage and your savings and investments out of that. But transferring an amount each each week into your own accounts that you're allowed to spend on whatever you want. So you can do a little bit of a budget or come up with a number. I think um, my ex and I had $250 each that we were allowed to just spend on whatever we wanted. So all of our groceries and petrol and all of that came out of our joint account, but I had $250 that I could go away and spend on coffee or going to the bar or clothes or whatever it was for me that we didn't have to fight about. You know, we didn't have to argue around the value that I place on something versus the value that he places on something, which I think is where a lot of the arguments come up. Like we have different ideas about what is value for money and we can have a lot of arguments about that when we see someone else spending money on it. But if you've got your own money and you say, well, this is my money, this bit, this little bit could be a hundred dollars, like whatever works for you could be $50. Um, whatever works for you as a couple, but that's your bit that you just can do whatever you want with. Also for buying gifts for each other, like it's sort of nice to know that you've done that out of your own money rather than just like out of the joint account where they can see everything, right? It's nice to keep an element of surprise too, where you're not seeing each other's transactions constantly pop up. And someone can actually buy you dinner or a drink, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. like especially for us because it's so early on. Sarah, you have been an incredible source. I am so appreciative that Merce, has set you up with me. <laughs> um, if you do want to check out Sarah, you can find her at Sarah Regalhuth on Instagram or Wealth Enhancers, um, as well as the League Women. Is that what is the which is the the League Women? Tell us a bit about that. The League of Extraordinary Women. Yeah, our Instagram handle is the League Women. The name of the organisation is the League of Extraordinary Women. Um, we're all about connecting and inspiring young female entrepreneurs, but not just entrepreneurs, but really just raising um, the profile of women who want to live a big life and be inspired and come together. We launched in 2011 and it's just gone crazy ever since all over Australia and all over the world. It's been such a fun journey. Gosh. Shit, yeah. Well, I'll that be sounds following. amazing. I'll be, I'll You've be got getting two new followers there, doll. Yes, I'll be getting <laughs> off and following that for sure. Um, Sarah, would you mind if we kept your number? Because we'd love to give you a call in a couple of weeks and potentially uh, put our posse's questions forward, not just my mm. own. I'm sure so many of our listeners would love to hear your thoughts on, on their particular issues when it comes to finances and cash. Of course, I'd love to help. Great, right, please answer the phone just as awkwardly yeah. next time too. We'd love that. <laughs> All right, thanks, Sarah. Sweet we'll um, and guys, that podcast will be up over the next yeah. month. So if you've got questions and bits and pieces. Uh, make sure that you hit us up on all of the usual spots, Instagram, Facebook, or hello at thinkagirl.com.au. Okay, chat soon. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, wow. So I hope you've all learned something because I have certainly been writing in the bright pink Sharpie that's in front of me, <laughs> writing down notes, which has basically have. gone through to the white white, uh, white studio table we have and here. I've, yeah, and second to that, I've learned just phone a friend. 
Like if well, there's certain sit shows that I'm like, shit, I'm not very good at this part of advice, just call Sarah or other friends. Mm. The end. <laughs> yeah. Or um, e- experts. Yeah. Let's hold things there for a sec. We need to take a break. A message from the people that are helping us put this pod channel together. Ugh, we live for weekends, especially Saturdays. Sleeping in, staying up late. Daydreaming, adventure seeking. That's right, all play and no work. But we believe your skin should feel as good as you do when you wake up refreshed. Happy, healthy and bright. Yeah, developed to reveal your clearest, dewiest complexion Saturday skin. It's basically a weekend in a bottle. Make every day your Saturday with Saturday Skin. It's available at Maya or you can buy it at www.saturdayskin.net. Plus, you can use the promo code TG in capitals for your 10% discount. Um, okay, I want to talk um, today on the show about relationships um, between mothers and daughters, which as a general topic, we have spoken about many times. We'll put a, a link in show notes to an old yep that we did back in the dough talking mm. about how that mother-daughter relationship can have a lot of pressure around it. Um, we, we'll speak to Sophie Keisha, the young mummy, a little later in the week about that. Can I also interrupt there? A few of you have emailed through and asked where the original podcast. So I think there's about 160 or something. Well, almost. no, I think there's more than that. There's over 200 episodes we've done, but there's only a certain amount online at the moment. I think iTunes generally cuts you off. So mm-hmm. there's the first, the actual real first 100 that we're still trying to figure out how to get to you. So a few of you have emailed. I just wanted to say mm-hmm. that we've heard you and we're looking into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's mm. when you know you've done a lot of eps. Well, when freaking iTunes is going, we're well, cutting then, your bro. Well, I was like, you can go back to the first one. And you then can't. someone's like, you can't. I can't get there. Where is it? I'm like, oh, Christ, I don't know. I've got to find it. Okay. Um. So where I'm at currently with my relationship with my mum, and I, I actually only just realised this today, where I was like, God, we are in such a better place in terms of the way we're talking to each other, the way we're being more open and sharing with each other. And I was assessing why that is and what's changed. And I I honestly do think a lot of that has got to do with the way that I have changed my approach and the way I think about my mum and the way I try and interact with her. So I wanted to share that today because I think for a long time I've felt a lot of um, disappointment and a lot of anger around my relationship with my mum not being better or us not being closer, or her not just kind of getting me more. Well, let's paint the picture of the way everyone thinks they should be with their mum, right? Because I'm exactly the same. We have very different but similar feelings, I guess, different relationships but similar feelings often from our mums. You are, you grow up, and mine started, my, my stuff started early on from high school, and you imagine yourself in pyjamas, <laughs> in their beds at all times, going shopping, being the first one to text them after a date, calling them, you know, when you're sick, um, being the first person to call with any kind of news bam, bam. that they know every single little pocket of your life. And then don't forget, and you then, go shopping together and then people mistake you for sisters. No, that's right. Yeah, I think it's that like that a one. Reese yeah, Witherspoon yeah. movie. Like, is there an actual movie for this? So that is how you kind of, I think I thought that that relationship was supposed to be and have always, well, to be honest, yearned for that. Yeah, same. But to be honest, I've, I actually do have mates who are like that with their mums. Yes. Like I know that My it ex-boyfriend's is... sister and his mum well, are my, like that, so so close. Well, my bestie and her mum are like that. They look mm. so similar. They're always going shopping together. She talks to her like two, three times a day. She knows exactly what is going on in her life. And I think for a long time... 
I don't know, not only do you get gel pants because you see it in the movies, but I get jealous because I've got other people around me that have those kind of relationships with their mum. So mm. in a way, I think for a lot of years, I probably mourned um, not having that with my mum and I was angry. Um, but I reckon in the last, probably since going and seeing um, a therapist properly, I started to drill down and do a lot of work on my um, relationships within my family and how we all interact with each other. And I think through that experience, we are even realising it, but now looking back, I reckon this is part of the reason why. I reckon in the end I um, have a lot more compassion for my mum than I ever have before. A lot more like understanding for who she is and why she is the way that she is, um, which I think a lot of it stems back to the way she was raised and her relationship with her mum and the skills that she has to then be able to offer as a person but also as a mum um, that aren't really that extensive, to be honest. So I think in a way I'm like, oh, well, how? What do you mean by extensive? Well, my nanny was an amazing woman, but I... There was a big part of her that as soon as my mum's dad died when she was 14, mum said she never saw her cry. She said she heard her cry once. Her husband has just died and then there's not one conversation about missing him or how we move forward or we're going to be okay, guys, and it was just silence. Mm. And that's the way my mum was brought up to deal with feelings and emotions that were hard. It's a shutdown and it's an ignore, let's ignore this and then hopefully if we ignore it enough, it will disappear. Well, it's interesting because you I don't think you're told you learn how to be a mum from your mum. I know that sounds really obvious, but I don't think when you're younger, mm. you don't think about that. My mum didn't have a mum. Mm. She died mm. when she was like 16. Mm. Which so, I think is such a big such a big trauma to experience and I think I'm only realising the weight of that later in life that I'm like oh my god can you can I can't even fathom being 14 years old a parent dying and then the other parent just moving on it's like yeah how like especially back in the day even more so the mum had two sisters and being a mum like the dad like they're my papa yeah was just a like that's it was what I like, mean see ya. and that's what I mean about the compassion because until that point I was just pissed that she wasn't a better mum and mm. now I'm like oh how the hell are you supposed to know mm. like if that's and you know she hasn't been to therapy or done much work on herself or all that kind of stuff like if all you've got all the tools that you've been given is from that lady who's doing the best that she could but that's all she had mm-hmm. and then that's all she's passed on to you mm. and that's all you're passing on to me mm. well it's fairly minimal actually yeah. so I think the more work I've been able to do on myself, the clearer I've been able to see that mum really is doing and has always done the best that she can. Mm. And I've always felt like, as you were saying before, that jealousy almost where I'm like, fuck, I wish I could call my mum and be like, mum, there's this dude. And I've just always... I've always thought that would be so nice. Mm. And then I had this light bulb when I went on this amazing date the other week and I was like, you know what? I've never done this in my life. I'm going to call my mum and I'm going to tell her because... Oh, my God, you are Reese Witherspoon. I called her. Are you going to dye your hair blonde? (laughs) I go, well, I tried on that blonde wig for Mardi Gras. No one dug it, so maybe not. I called her and I go, mum, guess what? She goes, what? I'm like, mum, I just went on the best date. And I cannot, I feel emotional 
like thinking about her voice on the phone, like her reaction was like <gasps> just pure joy but surprise mm. because I thought for all of these years, here I am being pissed at her for not being out, you know, I, and I've said this to her so many times where I'm like, I can't be open with you. I feel like I can't tell you anything. I feel like I can't share things with you because – you know, you're just not that person for me and you never really have been and feeling anger about that. And then I actually had a moment where I was like, oh, get over yourself. Like this is, yes, she's your mum, but then also you're an adult and she's an adult. This is a two-way relationship. This is a two-way street. So if you you want her to start being able to listen and give feedback and you want to start being able to share with her, maybe start sharing with her and see where it goes. I think, and like you said early to get to that place, there is a lot of therapy. I too have gone through a very a, a road of healing relationships with my parents. And for those of you listening that feel like, well, how do I get to that place or how do I go there? I think my advice as well is, you know, you do need to go through a lot of the anger. Mm-hmm. You do need, mm-hmm. you don't, you can't just jump one day to ringing them, you know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden being like, cool, we're both adults. I think you need to grieve and say goodbye to your child. Mm-hmm. And that is something that can take years to do in therapy. I've I been think, doing it over years. Yeah, yeah. but I think a lot yeah. of people, um, I remember seeing a he- like a healer, like a um, guru in Bali a few years ago and I'd done, <laughs> you know, me, I've done therapy since I was 17 years old to some degree and so I'm you know walking around like I got this locked and then see this guy and he was like you will never ever ever be able to get what you want and be truly peaceful if you do not heal the relationship Mm. with your parents and so again it's like when you when someone says to you surrender and you're like I've surrendered and then you're like no no surrender some some more more, some more some more more. uh you have to keep digging Mm. until you get to a point where you've healed enough and let go of your childhood enough for then you to step into the adult to have that There's adult no way, but there is no way. You're right, because there's no way I could have done this years ago. There's no way I could have done this six months ago. That's right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting You've that. You've got to heal it. And think, let your kid go. Let your inner kid go a bit. Because I think sometimes you go, no, well, this is a group issue here. This is our relationship. We have to fix this. But there's certain things I think that you can do together, but well, I, I think, think there's certain things that you do on your own. Well, I think you sit in the kid. You sit and say, no, I am the child. My mum needs to come and do this for me. No, I'm the kid. Mum should do this. Mm. Dad should do this. I'm the kid. And you act like a kid. Mm. Because in some ways, there are things that you will grieve that you didn't have in your childhood. Mm. Everybody suffers from that. Everybody has things that they don't, you know, they don't get from their parents. That's, That's just clear across the world. But healing that part and letting go and stepping into the adult, it happens at all different ages. I have friends that are still 32 that are still Mm. working through that, 33. I think that there's a lot of people in my life, my dad's generation and that. That never have. Never. And never will. Never will. And you know what? And so they stay childish. Once. Like they still, like dad will be like a kid and I'll be like, look at yourself. He'll be like, oh. And it's like you are acting like a child. But once you get to that point. And I'm not saying I've got it clocked by any means, but it just feels like stepping into this new phase where I have after, as you said, you do the healing, Mm. I now have an ability that I've never had before and that is to be able to share, Mm. to be able to let her in Mm. a bit. Because before, to be honest, I didn't really think she deserved to be there. That's right. And now I'm like, you know what, if I want to be open with you and I want to be able to share with you, 
I'm going to share and just see where that leads me. And that's only a very, very recent. And when I say recent, I mean like the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So after that phone call, hearing that joy and excitement in her voice, because never in my whole life, almost 30 years, have I ever done that with mum? Have I ever, has she ever been the first person when I'm giddy or excited or like it's, I'll usually call a mate or I'll call dad if something goes wrong. Mm. She's never been that number one person, right? And since since that one phone call, she's like she she said on the phone the other day, "Okay, ciao, babe." And I was like, "When has my mum ever called me babe?" And then she sent a message the other week, like when it was Mardi Gras, going, "Girls have the freaking best time. Enjoy Mardi Gras." I'm like, no, "Now you're involved." Like the minute that I've opened the door, just a little crack. And shared a bit with you and been a bit vulnerable and being able to relish with you in this excitement for this like stupid date, then she I'm getting that openness back from her. Mm. And and I feel like that maybe has been a bit of a missing puzzle piece because when you're so angry, the last thing you want to be doing is opening a door to somebody you're mad at. You want to be shutting them out. Of course. And you're not acting and that's what it's why it's really important to remember, you're not acting in an adult place. So if it's different if you're trying to heal with a friend or a partner, when it's a parent, mm. you're acting from a child that's place. Right. That's right. So it's right. very hard. You go around and around in circles because you're the kid, right? Mm. So you're like going around and around going, Jah! But and just cracking it how and having tantrums it? with yourself. How weird is it when you first come to the realisation that your parents are in fact people? Oh. When they, when you're like, wait, 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 wait. You've lived 30 years before no, I rocked up. But not just I'm lived, like, like had a group of mates in their 20s and then were like, should we have a baby? Do you want to get me? Like, what, do you want to go out with me? Like, had all that life. It freaks me out. It's so weird. It's, it's your, so I, because I think about it, I'm like, my mum was basically me. Until I came. Again, the compassion thing, when you start to think about your parents as individual people, I'm like, I'm like, well, mum's always had somebody. She's never really been independent. Yeah. She's Which is the same thing you're going same, through. The exact yeah. same thing that I'm going God, through. you are sisters. You are a Reese Witherspoon oh movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's insane. Well, your mum will have to dye her hair blonde too. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, my God. With her tan. No, she's got a a very dark, very dark (laughs) tan. Loves her tan, kids. I love to slap it on. Oh, man. I love love your kids. Yeah, love your girl. Um, Yes. Look, coming up later in the week, Sophie Case will be talking about her relationship with her mum. But if there's stuff that you, I don't know, are going through, like drop us a line. Yeah, and I think it is really important to know what we spoke about earlier, that that Reese Witherspoon movie doesn't <laughs> exist. No. And even though it's been so lovely to hear because we will put in show notes the oldie episode so you get an idea of where this path started for you and it's been years in the making uh, from personal experience, I think I'm still healing and it's, that would be 12 years of therapy, maybe more for me. Mm. So, it, you know, it is an ongoing thing that you continue to have to let go mm. of being the child. But, you know, I think rather than jump straight to the Christy part, you can do some things to help that situation. And I do believe what that healer said. I do believe that if you 
don't heal that stuff with your parents that it really does affect a lot of areas of your life. Mm, mm, good yeah. luck with that. But we will continue uh, to drop another 411 this week. Um, our Posse podcast this week covers off finding your purpose, which Soph will stick around for that also. So good. If you're liking what you hear, drop us a review, give us five stars. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, or, of course, stream at thethinkergirls.com.au. Okay, chat soon, guys. Bye. and I are regulars on Sunrise. Yeah, girl, it's the best. And we bring you guys along with us, our posse, every single week just by joining our Insta story. Yes, from the taxi ride there to the makeup chair and selfies with other amazing, talented Sunrise guests, we share it all. Yeah, make sure you head to the Thinker Girls on Insta and check out the updates every single Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll catch you there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.